Not many people can claim to have revolutionized the art and science of weather prediction. My next guest came up with a plan adopted by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration to substantially upgrade its operational prediction model. Dr. Venkatachalam Ramaswamy, director of NOAA's Geophysical Fluid Dynamics Laboratory, is a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals Program, and he joins me now. Dr. Ramaswamy, good to have you on. Thank you very much. So tell us exactly what you did do, because it sounds complicated. What we did was uh, really uh, take um, transformations in basic science that we did at the lab and then transition it to a more applied mode where it could be used uh, in place of the existing prediction model uh, for weather. And weather here is all the way from forecast of hours to um, to weekly to monthly to seasons. And at this lab, we have gone even beyond that to decadal and multi-decadal using the same system. That is a revolutionary part because it had, that had not been done before. Now, my understanding of weather prediction models was, maybe it's a little obsolete, was that it was very difficult to take air data and water data and somehow combine those into a single model. Is that part of what you've been able to do? That is certainly part of it, but part of it is also uh, working around the mathematical equations and to cast them in a more improved form that is uh, more accurate. I think that's kind of the most important part. It's more accurate. And also, uh, that leads to more early uh, alerts of uh, severe weather. Um, you, If you improve the equations, we found that you can actually get a better handle on the environmental predictors. Uh, we understood them from the basic science principle over the last decade, and then we were able to bring it to the application forum and transform it and, and, and produce it for the uh, latest generation of weather prediction models. So that's kind of how it became the ingredient for the next generation uh, prediction model that uh, NOAA is going to have. And how do you change an equation or upgrade an an equation? Do you look at what actually happened in history and look at what that model had predicted and how it uh, – and the variance between what actually occurred and then some re-engineer the algorithm to give you what actually did happen based on that same data? Uh, there are two basic factors here which uh, were very instrumental in this upgrade and this uh, paradigm shifting uh, creation. One, one was, if you look at you know most of the severe events occurring, let's, let's take, for example, hurricanes and cyclones and typhoons, uh, there's a lot of rotation involved. That is, you know, the air rotates and spins quite fast. And the capturing the rotation became very important. We recognized that. And that's kind of one of the um, leading factors in this uh, innovative thing, that the rotation, that the simulation rotation uh, was done much more accurately than before. The second factor was uh, what we call conservation of mass. Um, And this is something that we learned from not the weather uh, mode, but more the climate mode, more the long-term mode, where something like uh, water which of course you know is a principal ingredient causing uh, weather disturbances whether it's uh, excess of water or the deficit of water uh, both of them are extremes and water is a very short-lived substance you know the a molecule of water for example lasts in the air for a few days and then it rains out uh, and so on 
And so to have conservation of a very short-lived uh, species in the atmosphere becomes very important. And we found that models were making a lot of errors uh, and had a lot of biases because they were not conserving the mass of water in the simulations. And from long-term simulations that we do, so we do all the way from weather to climate, you know, going multi-decadal scales, we learned that was an important thing to do, namely conserve the amount of water in the model through equations. And that's the second thing we improved upon uh, substantially to get this accuracy. There was a third factor, which is to do with not the mathematics and physics, but actually computational. We also configured the equations so that um, the, the uh, whole system ran faster. And that's important because you know you can get a lot of accuracy by doing very brute force calculations, but you need to have it run fast for weather forecasts. And we did that also. So it's like a trifecta that happened uh, involving uh, rotation, improvement of rotation equations, improvement of the conservation of uh, water, and then computational speed. And I think these, these three factors together combined to make it not only much more accurate, but also more efficient. Uh, than the previous model. We're speaking with Dr. Venka Tachalam Ramaswamy, director of NOAA's Geophysical Fluid Dynamics Laboratory. It sounds like, therefore, these equations are making more efficient use of very expensive supercomputing resources at the same time. Yes, certainly. Uh, not only for weather forecasts, but also, uh, as I pointed out earlier, we are going to longer time scales like uh, uh, weekly, monthly, seasons, and we've also applied it uh, in our own lab to decadal scale simulations and even multi-decadal scales. So there are a lot of phenomena, of course, that occur on different time scales. And one of the one of the principal functions of this lab, uh, trying to do improved weather and climate modeling, is to actually be able to simulate well the phenomena that occur on all time scales, not only the hurricane of the next season, but also um, El Nino phenomena or if you take longer-term phenomena like Pacific decadal oscillation, we want to kind of do all that with the same model because uh, that's kind of the important thing. Uh, you can't have one model for doing X and another model for doing Y. Sure. The best thing is to have a model that does both X and Y. And has this changed the way the National Weather Service goes about its business? Oh, yes, it does. Um, for example, the model that's going to be um, the weather uh, forecast model uh, it's already been adopted based on the ingredients uh, that we supplied to the Weather Service, which, of course, was based on a competition that the Weather Service held for the best um, uh, dynamical core. That's what it's called, uh, the core of equations that anyone can produce. It was an open national competition, and our lab won that competition, and so National Weather Service selected the framework from our lab for the atmosphere. But it turns out later on they also selected the ocean model from our lab. The oceans sort of become important uh, when you start to talk about weather on longer time scales. Like if you go to weeks or months, the role of oceans becomes very important. And the ocean model that that needs to be then attached to this atmosphere model also comes from our lab. And there are other ingredients also that have been picked up from uh, the research uh, that's done here so as to uh, enhance the the whole modeling system further. 
Now, I know the Navy also has a major weather forecasting operation of its own. It works with National Weather Service, but it has its own forecasters. Are they using it also? And if so, is the new technique possibly a national security item, or is it something that is shared worldwide? That's a good question. Uh, So the Navy is actually using, uh, continuing to use their own atmosphere model. And turns out the Navy has a little bit of a longer time scale in deciding on when to change things. So right now, um, they are kind of in the middle of the period. So the next uh, decision time is still some years away. Uh, But they have been looking at our atmosphere model. But importantly, uh, the ocean model that we've built uh, is actually being uh, tested by the Navy now for their own purposes. They are seeking to uh, examine whether to upgrade their own ocean model with the help of our uh, model on, and with the help of the model of the weather services using. So there's a synergy going on where the Navy is testing out uh, elements of the ocean model for, uh, to, to see if that suits their purposes. And again, they, I mean, a decision from them is pending on uh, whether they will adapt, adopt this model. But interestingly enough, there is a synergy between Navy and the weather service in terms of forecasting because this new modeling framework began the weather service was actually using the model, the ocean model the Navy was using for its forecast. Dr. Venkatachalam Ramaswamy is director of NOAA's Geophysical Fluid Dynamics Laboratory and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. Thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome, and uh, it's a pleasure. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.